Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Podcast. I'm your co-host Mike Broadbent. Joining me once again is my co-host Richie Schneiderite. Richie, we got a commitment last night in the class of 2024. Another tight end. This uh, this tight end is named Matthew Oganaya. Oganaya. Uh, <laughs> try, we tried uh, pretty hard not to butcher this name. So Matthew Oganaya is a six four six five, two hundred some pound, uh, two hundred five pound. It looks like uh, athlete, but we're taking him as a tight end. Uh, he's from Maryland. Tell us a little bit about this kid. Yeah, so um, like you said, he's an athlete. He plays a lot of wide receiver for his high school team. Um, he's tall. He's lengthy. He's a legit 6'5", 200 pounds. Um, he, he actually has pretty good hands, and, he, and he's fast. He runs track, too, yep. and his, some of his track times are, like, super impressive. Um, I think it was an 11, 12, 100-meter uh, dash. Uh, runs a 4, 5, 6, 40. Now, I don't know how verified these times are. They're just – posted on the on his twitter account to be honest mm-hmm. um the track ones are legit though because they're posted on that that uh i don't even know what the track website's called track split or something like that but um yeah he's pretty quick he has good hands he plays some wide receiver i, I think he's he's a lot taller than all everyone he goes against which is very helpful um i think he's that new age kind of tight end where you kind of are mostly a receiver and you're kind of less of a blocker and with uh, Shiraka's new offense, this kind of fits because he's going to use multiple t- two tight end sets, it sounds like. And that's why they took two in this class. Monty Keener, the other guy from Wisconsin, is more of a <clears throat> polished blocker, but also a receiver, obviously. But um, this one is just a strictly a receiver and is going to have to learn the blocking. So it's kind of the complete <laughs> opposite. Um, yeah, but they, they wanted two tight ends. They got two tight ends pretty quickly. Um, I think this is a pretty good get. I think Monty Keener is a good get. I think um, – this is a good start to rebuilding that tight end room. Yeah, and his tape is very impressive for a tight end guy. Like he's a very he's a polished receiver. Like there's multiple plays where he just takes a slant and he goes 70 yards and he you know <laughs> blows away like three defensive backs. Like he's got yeah. legit speed. He's got some one-handed catches on his tape that are very impressive. Like this is a guy who's definitely a receiver first. He's going to need to probably redshirt, build up his mm-hmm. body, get to 220 pounds. But he's kind of got that like Darren Waller frame. He kind of reminded me of Hakeem yeah. Butler um, watching him a bit. Uh, he was a guy from Iowa State a few years ago. Um, maybe it's just because he wore number 18. I don't know. He had a couple of one-handed catches. But this is clearly a guy who's a very advanced uh, receiver who uh, is playing the tight end. He doesn't really play tight end in high school, but they yeah. you know, view him as a tight end prospect. I think this is a good ad. Normally, I'm pretty uh, conservative when I'm talking about uh, some of these totally off the radar kids because uh, rivals doesn't even have it ranked yet. I'm sure that'll come in the yeah. next few days, but I like this kid. I like his tape. He's a big athlete. Uh, like you said, I think Texas A&M offered him the last few days. I think yeah, two weeks ago. Uh, something prob- like that. Yeah. He probably would have collected even more offers as he continued to, you know, camp this summer. Uh, if he chose to do that anyway, and he comes from a school that doesn't really produce a ton of talent uh, flowers, high school and Springdale. Uh, Maryland. I'd never even heard of it. Um, you know what? I, re- I just remembered. It took me a while to figure out what that high school was because I heard of it before, and I'm pretty sure that's Jam- uh, John Marie Chroma's high school. 
if I recall correctly. Um, yeah, no, I mean, um, I don't know how much talent they produce. I don't think it's a ton of talent, to be honest with you. But uh, you, uh, you know what? I take it back. They actually produce some some solid players. Do they? Um, they, have, okay. they have two uh, 2024 South Carolina commits, it looks like, from reading this correct. Um, obviously, Rutgers commit 2023. Oh, Desmond Umazolo, from last class. I don't know if you remember him. He was a uh, Rutgers target at one point. All right, disregard um, what I said. They produced talent. <laughs> yeah, um, a different Jamie McLean, not the New Jersey one. Uh, Tom Tommy Akbena. Ak- uh, dude, I I give up. I'm done. <laughs> I can't pronounce any of these names. Um, but yeah, no, I I don't think it's a a bad prospect. And I, I was right on the Chroma thing. Um, Monty Taylor to North Carolina. So like, this is a school that like they're not super big in Maryland, but they do produce enough talent to be relevant. Um, yeah, no, I think it's a really good get. And I, I can't, I like his hands more than anything. I keep watching his tape and he's got some impressive catches on there. Um, yeah. he, try, he, he does use his body a couple times for catches, but he also shies away from it for the most part, it seems like. And then the speed, um, I know we, we both talked about just watching the huddle right, right before we started recording. And it was like, uh, I was like, yeah, I don't know if he's really that fast. And then I'm like, you're like, look at his strides. I'm like, Oh, never mind. Yep. That's like insane. <laughs> Yeah, so sometimes it's really tough to see how fast. Like, it's tough to just tell how fast a big guy is sometimes because, mm-hmm. you know, when you're small, you can, like, zoom around. You take a lot more steps. But if you yeah. just watch his tape, every two strides, he's going five yards. So mm-hmm. just kind of calculate that. He's he's moving. Um, so, yeah, he's yeah. got legit speed. Um, that's not going to be an issue. I think the issue is he's got, he's got to add some size. He's got to probably add. 20 to 30 pounds. Um, yeah. What, what, what high school kid doesn't need to add a ton that's of mass? I mean, unless you're a lineman and you're 400 pounds, like how Holland Pierce was in high school, mm-hmm. then you might need to lose some weight. And then but you're going to lose like, some weight. <laughs> yeah. 90% of the kids uh, in high school need to add significant mass to their bodies. And they're 16 or 17 years old. That's expected. They're not fully done growing. So, yeah. A little, a little bit weird of an offer list too, um, because it's West Virginia and Texas A&M and a bunch of a uh, group of five schools, which is the group of five. I kind of expected that West Virginia, they're not too far away. So that kind of makes sense. Texas A&M one, I don't know where that came from, but I'm kind of trying to learn more about that. I have a couple feelers out to see what happened there and where, where it came from most for the most part. But uh, other than that, I think kind of segueing a little bit that I think they're done with tight end recruiting. Yeah. So I mean, that's, they got their second tight end commit in uh, what a week. Monty yeah. Keener committed on Saturday, Sunday. So uh, Saturday, no Sunday. Yeah, because it was at the camp. Yeah. Okay, so second tight end commitment in two days. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Do you think they, they tried to get them both locked up at the same time, or just coincidence? I think that might have just been a little bit of a coincidence. I think they were just definitely pushing for. Um, oh, yeah, God damn it, Oganaya. Oganaya. They were definitely pushing for him. Um, he was on campus back in early April. He scheduled an official visit, like I think a week or two later. Um, I think it's his only official visit. Well, it will be now at least. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they've been pushing for him for quite some time. And then Monty Keener came to campus recently, and it was like he committed. And you know what? It actually wouldn't shock me just because it's more so like you want to get these things done pretty quickly. And when, when you have Monty Keener commit, it's kind of like, hey, just want to let you know we have one spot left. That's it. Like. Mm shit or get off the pot um and it turns out he shit so <laughs> but uh yeah no I, I think this is it's a good get um i think both are good gets actually i'm actually i'm pretty impressed by those two um, and a lot of the recent commits too um i said i saw aj sarace this weekend uh, i'm very impressed with him 
Um, Judah Pruitt, although I like him more as an offensive lineman, I think he's a good get. Sam Piloff is a very, very good player. Um, Kenny Jones and, and, and Gabriel Winovich are solid, solid gets too. It's long way to go still. Um, there's only what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven commits. So probably going to hit around that 20 mark again. I think that's kind of going to be the average now. And then uh, mm-hmm. in terms of tight ends, you're, you're probably done, like I said before. And that's where it's getting interesting because you were sitting pretty with a kid like Julian Johnson from Illinois, who's another track guy. Um, Corey Duff was one to keep an eye on. Brett Elliott came to campus on Saturday. So I think, mm-hmm. yeah, you, you're probably spot on with the uh, these two happening pretty pretty quickly because it was more like, hey, we had Brett on campus, we have we had Corey on campus on Saturday. What are you doing? Like, you're gonna do this or not? Like, and yeah, he committed. Yeah, no, I like this kid a lot. Um, <clears throat> I did. I went into it, you know, not really expecting to like him, and came out <laughs> liking him a lot. So uh, yeah, no. kudos Solid to commit. the staff on this kid. Got to keep Texas um, A&M away, though. That's going to be a tough one. If yeah, I interested. think this is the kind of kid where I could see him blowing up, um, despite him playing for a school that, uh, contrary to my uh, firing from the hip opinion, does produce a lot of talent. Um, yeah. You could keep racking up offers, so you got to stay on stay on a kid like Oganaya. Um, do you think – like, obviously, this is a time where there's a lot of commitments between, you know, April and May for, <clears throat> for most juniors – uh, do you think this will continue to be, you know, a lot of uh, very active time period for Rutgers in terms of commitments? May's tough because they're not really on campus. I mean, the coaching staff's out and about right now. They're they're visiting everywhere. I know uh, Heatherman was in South Jersey. I know Shaw was supposed to go to Philly. Um, they, they're all bouncing around right now. But um, I don't think there's going to be many more commitments in May unless mm-hmm. spots start to fill up a little bit more. But I, I really – I'm looking at the position groups right now. Like they don't have any receivers. They want one more running back. Um, tight ends done. Quarterbacks done. Defensive line. There's there's two guys I'm keeping a close eye on, and Caden Brown and Cooper Ackerman. Um, I saw Cooper. I actually, saw both this weekend. Um, Cooper's actually pretty impressive. He's, t- he's taller than I thought. Um, a little bit lengthier than I thought too. So I was impressed by that. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think they're any closer to another commitment at the moment. But then. A guy like Monty Keener pops out of nowhere, and then a guy like uh, yeah. Matthew Oganaya. 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 Damn it, dude, I suck. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, and then he pops out of nowhere, and it's like, all right, well, shit, there we go. There's, there's two kids I didn't see coming this early, so um, yeah, I don't think anyone else is close to committing. Uh, Coy Beasley, I'd probably keep a close eye on. He, Saturday, he was at campus supposedly. Um, I didn't see him personally. I didn't confirm it yet, but he was supposed to, he was scheduled to arrive on campus. Um, I think you're just going to really look for more official visits to be scheduled at this point for May. Uh, so official visits scheduled for June this May. So, And that's a perfect uh, pivot here because there are quite a few high-level kids who have recently yeah. scheduled June visits to Rutgers. Do you want to just kind of go through some of those kids? Uh, a lot of four stars. Yeah, so Jalen Hornsby, Camden wide receiver, just uh, scheduled one. He's hearing from a bunch of different schools. Um, right now, it sounds like he's a Penn State lean. Uh, Texas A&M's also after him. Texas A&M's trying to get up here and get involved as much as possible. With Elijah Robinson still there being a South Jersey native, it's not too shocking, especially because um, I think Elijah's actually from Camden, if I recall correctly. 
Um, or he's from around that area. So he's going to be one to keep a close eye on. Uh, and the other one is Willie Love, his uh, not, not teammate, but also Camden native. Um, he plays over at East Side slash used to be Woodrow Wilson. Um, I actually really like Rutgers' chances with him. He's technically listed as an athlete at 6'4", 210. If you heard those measurables right away, you're probably thinking uh, linebacker, 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 linebacker. But he's kind of a DB currently. He's played DB his whole life. So now it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. Um, he uh, he actually has an NIL agent, I think it's technically, or he works with an agency. He works, he works with Lifestyle Sports Agency. So NIL is going to be a factor. Um with him, NIL is going to be a factor. With it's a lot of kids uh, at the end of the day. I think yep. like 80% of kids now are like NIL. But he's definitely a tweener between linebacker and DB, and that's where it's going to be interesting. I really think, though, his potential's through the roof. He was there on Sunday and played really good. Um, he played DB, like I said before. Um, I just wish he played linebacker because I think he's going to end up at linebacker regardless just because of his size. But, uh, yeah, really, really two good, really piece two. Really good pieces right there on top of several others that are going to come to campus, including Caden Brown, Eris Bathia, Jack Hines, uh, Cooper Ackerman, I mentioned before, Jordan Thomas I talked to for a little bit, although I think he's leaning elsewhere as well. Uh, we'll be on campus on the second. And Corey Duff. Corey Duff. Uh, me and Corey Duff actually were just bullshitting for about like a half hour at the camp uh, to the point where one of the drill coaches like, yo, he's wor- he's working out. And I'm like, I oh, do whatever, dude. Like, we're just bullshitting. We're not- <laughs> Let him go. Like, he's fine. Um, a lot of people in his ear right now. Like, I, I think I mentioned it. I don't know if I said it on the pod or off the pod, but one of the quarterback commits there was like, tell him, tell him to go to Carolina. Oh yeah. Like, you you right, did dude, mention like, that about Dante on. Reno. Yep. Uh, yeah. So, uh, that was pretty funny. Um, he's hearing from Florida state. He's hearing from Miami. He's hearing from North Carolina, uh, Rutgers, obviously we were just bullshit. And then he brought up the fact that Ian strong was there uh, at Rutgers and he's really close with Ian. Um, so that's playing a factor. I, I do think the fact that he is a tight end now, probably in his future, makes me think he's probably going to end up elsewhere because they just got two tight end commits. They'd still take him probably as a receiver first, but he's going to grow into that tight end body regardless. Um, yeah, I mean, there, like, like I said before, there's a couple names like Cooper Ackerman and Kanan Brown. I'm keeping a close eye on. Jack Hines is another one. I don't see wide receivers committing yet, but uh, like, like I mentioned before, there's anything could happen at this point. Yeah, um, and it sucks because, I mean, Rutgers was in on Corey Duff early. They had yeah. the Uncle Lenny connection. Um, I, I mentioned that to him too. He's like, oh, Lenny, that's my guy. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, but they couldn't lock him up early. Um, and uh, he blew up, so... It is what it is. Hopefully he still ends up here, but doesn't sound likely at the moment. Um, yeah. Another news item for the football team. Uh, Michael Wing has left the program. He was a potential. Yes. He was a, a preferred walk-on from last year. Potential and walk-on. I know what you're saying. Why are we talking about preferred? What would you say? I, you said potential and it made me laugh. I just, yeah, I yeah. Know. Preferred walk-on. It just made me laugh. <laughs> um, and I know you're saying, you know, he's a preferred walk-on. Who cares? I mean, most kids who are preferred walk-ons, they'd never even see the field. Uh, but Mike Wing was a little different. Um, he had several, he had probably close to a dozen D1 offers at one point and they all kind of dried up. I think he waited a little bit too long. He ended up walking on at Rutgers and as a freshman, he played quite a bit. Uh, it was mostly special teams, but there's very, very, very few, uh, preferred walk-ons who play as true freshmen. Um, and he did. 
So, I mean, that might speak to the lack of depth at Rutgers last year, but it also speaks to his talent because there were other kids who were walk-ons playing the same position who did not play even as juniors, seniors, etc. So, uh, while this isn't a loss that's worth like necessarily like pulling our hair out over, uh, this is something that's more significant than the average preferred walk-on leaving. Uh, so, what did you, what are you hearing about why he left? Any any insight yeah, there? So, you mentioned he was a preferred walk-on. The kid had a ton of scholarship offers out of high school, and you saw it in the article I wrote about him leaving. Everyone's like, well, if he wasn't a scholarship kid, why did he turn down all the scholarships? And I'm like, dude, all right, number one, like when you commit and or you don't commit till fucking January, like you fucked up. I hate to tell you. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> At least in um, today's day and age, like yeah. maybe 10 years ago, that's fine. But there's like one or two outliers every class. And it's like the Chim Diona situation where he ended up blowing up in December. That's different. That's fine. Um, but for the most part, like most of these kids, like, yeah, you get all these offers and I hate to tell you, you have to commit early. Like there's no more waiting. There's not a waiting game anymore. You have to, I said it before, shit or get off the pot. And yep. like, you have to get your spot locked up. And I've known a lot of kids, like even this class, like I've talked to and they're just like, dude, I had to commit. Like they had, they kind of told me like they were going to take another running back. And I was like, the fuck, no, yeah. you're not like, <laughs> so it's, it's tough, but, um, Man had like 15 offers and, or I think it was 14 or 13, something like that. It was in the teens. That's all I know. Um, and ended up going to Rutgers as a preferred walk-on. Great get for Rutgers as a PWO. Don't get me wrong. And I actually yep. think the fact that he played special teams mostly as in uh, his first year tells me that Greg found a role for him. Well, no matter what it was, it was probably, he's not going to make the two deep. He wasn't going to be a starter. But down the line, he, could, he had potential. And I actually think he would have grew into an edge rusher kind of type of guy. So everyone's yeah. like looking at the linebacker too deep and it's like, he wasn't playing anyway. And I'm like, yeah, but he, dude, like you see his frame. Like, he, yeah, he came in at like 200 pounds, but pack him on. And so did, so did Kenny Fletcher. Kenny Fletcher came in at like fucking 190. Um, maybe a little more, but he's thin as rail too. But uh, I really think he was a, a really solid prospect and you need those guys on your roster for special teams. Greg's yeah. talked about it in the past. Like this special teams was ass when he came in. Like it was just filled with like random nobodies and, you need to get these preferred walk-ons in order to get them into special teamers. Look at Keaton Reed. Like that man just yep. made the NFL as a special teamer somehow. Yep. Um, who else? I'm trying. There was some, there was a couple other guys on, that were notable. Like Ronnie Abdul Aziz is a guy no one really talked about. He was a great special teamer. Um, there was, there was a big name special teamer that Rutgers had that I can't remember. Back in the day or like a year or two ago. <laughs> uh, I mean, whatever. I'll, he, historically has also played a lot of starters on special teams. Like yeah. one of the best, you know, the, the gunners are like, you know, longer beam, uh, that's true. Max Melton, like those are the guys blocking bunts. So they, yeah. and that's what they do in the NFL too. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's just, it's very important to have these preferred walk-ons, not just for practice, not just for like tackling dummies. Like they're, they're actually like legitimately used on special teams more than anything. And I think that's something that you have to kind of keep an eye on. And, I, I do think this is a little bit of a loss. It doesn't sting as much as you guys think because he's not a scholarship dude, but it definitely does doesn't help either. Um, I think he and everyone's like, yeah, he's gonna go to Dell State or like Udell, and I'm like, he's better than that. I'll be honest with you. Like, he's gonna yep. go somewhere like a G5 and probably get a scholarship. So, wouldn't shock me. Maybe Udell because it's home, but that's that's about the only reason I could see him going to Udell. Yep, uh, I agree. So, so we. We had that supersized pod yesterday. Um, yes. Is there anything else that we missed from either yesterday or today that you wanted to hit on? 
Yeah, so there's something I wanted to touch on real quick. So I went to the Under Armour camp right on Sunday, and this kind of goes hand in hand with that apparel deal. And some of you, some of you weirdos that wear Under Armour uh, out there, <laughs> um, I just want to point this out. Like you don't understand. Like these kids showed up in to an Under Armour camp. Find, mind you, they get they get the T-shirt or whatever, the dry fit shirt, whatever it's called. They get shorts, they get socks, they get cleats. And like they, all these kids are walking up, they're putting on their shoes, they're putting on their cleats, their own personal cleats. Cause like, why would you make someone else wear something completely different for this camp? Cause it's going to make you feel fucking weird. Yep. And the the camp director walks over, he goes, take those fucking cleats off. Everyone put on the Under Armour cleats and socks we gave you. I'm like, the socks? Are you fucking kidding me right now? I'm like, oh the God. socks. <laughs> and I'm like, Dude, whatever. Like that, I'm just sitting there. The one kid had white Under Armour socks. He goes, "Put on the black socks we gave you." And I'm like, "Dude, they're Under Armour." Like, wow. But half of these kids, I will tell you right now. Well, I shouldn't say half. Probably like 75 percent of these kids walked in with Nike cleats. Number one, there were some Adidas sprinkled in. Um, but these these kids are like, dude, these are so uncomfortable. Like, I, I can't wear them. They're too tight. Like, I don't like it. I can't do it. Which maybe these kids are just being petty at sometimes. But like you can't like under like you just see all these kids wearing Nike. It's yeah. Nike, Nike, Nike. And that goes back to what we said yesterday. These kids want to wear Nike. I don't care what texture's better, what fucking scientist told me that this foam in the back of my sneaker is gonna help my arch support and my, mm-hmm. my fucking stature and all that. But like no, this it's it's Nike right now. I hate to tell you. Is Adidas close close second? Yes, hundred percent. That's why I don't think you can go wrong with either one. If you're stupid and dumb and like a really bad college right now you're probably going to go with like new balance for like 95 percent of your sports and you're probably gonna go with under armor for like one sport but i don't know what stupid college (laughs) would do that like (laughs) yeah i don't know what uh yeah what northeastern jesuit school with uh a failing athletic department would do that yeah that's just don't get me wrong no no mind you the new balance not not athletic wear the new balance just like casual wear it's getting pretty nice. I'm not gonna lie. I want to be that old guy grilling with the new balances on now. <laughs> oh my god! And I mean, to be fair to these kids, at the same time, anybody who's played soccer or anyone who's played baseball or anyone who's played football, mm-hmm. those new pair of cleats those those take time to break oh, in. It's miserable, like, and it sucks because it's it's the the material's so tight. You got to just kind of mm-hmm. like find out how because certain cleats you want to tie tighter than others. Certain like yep. brands, you know. A, a 12 Nike might, you know, be an 11 and a half or a 12 and a half in an Under Armour. You have to like kind of figure it out. And if they're too tight or too loose, it's going to affect your performance. Like these kids, it's like, imagine a race car driver shows up with their race car to an event that's sponsored by a different tire company. And then they need to put all new tires in your car. Yeah, and you don't, fucked. you know, you don't, you know, you're used to driving on Goodyear's and now you got to, you know, drive on, you know, uh, Peroni tires or something. And yeah. you're, it takes you a few laps to get used to it. The handling's off and your performance is affected. And, and I, mm-hmm. you know, as these kids are trying to get attention for their recruitments, they're trying to put on their best performance. It sucks. I, I wouldn't feel comfortable with it either, but no. it is what it is. It's sponsored by Under Armour. You got to wear their gear. Like, dude, it was crazy. Cause the one kid's like, yeah, they don't fit. Like, and he's playing dumb. And I'm like, I'm just laughing. Cause I, I know who the kid is and I'm just looking at him. Like, you're so stupid, dude. Like, what are you doing? And he's like, they made them tie tape around the Adidas logo. Wow. Like, like that, uh, whatever it's called, that uh, that athletic tape for your sneakers, for your ankles. Yep. yep. Literally tied it over the Adidas logos. And I'm like, dude, seriously, like, what are we doing here? Like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> like, 
these companies, man, they're, they're nuts. They don't care. But, um, yeah, I, I will say I don't, uh, most kids don't want Under Armour. I think that's pretty clear based on Sunday. Yeah. Um, and despite the fact that Under Armour has some of the, the top athletes in the world, like it's crazy. Steph Curry, Tom Brady, Bryce Harper, Bryce Harper, yeah. like it's just not, and I don't say this in like, I don't know. It's just not a sexy brand. You know, it's, it's just Nike yeah. has this reputation. It's got every, it's got most top basketball players. Like if you had the choice, say the money was equal and you're an athlete, a, a, a let's just talk basketball because that's the easiest. Yeah. And some, they're all offering you a signature shoe. You're going with Nike 100 times out of 100 because Probably. they have yeah. the best branding. They have the best marketing. They have the best commercials. They have the best everything. So, yeah, the only reason I think you would go with Adidas, honestly, and it's it goes with Rutgers too, is because of uh, money. Like at the end of the yep. day, like yep. Now, if you can get the tier one from Adidas, I think I think you kind of rock with Adidas if you're Rutgers. I, I don't know what the exact tier list is or who's on it, but I, I'm pretty sure like Louisville's on it, and there's like a bunch of uh, Kansas. I think it's Adidas, right? If you can get that tier one deal from Adidas, then you take it. Uh, if Nike's not going to offer you tier one, if Nike offers you tier one and Adidas offers you tier one, you're going Nike. Like that's just simple as that. I think if you look at who is in the tier one for Adidas, it's a bit surprising because it's basketball slanted. Like Indiana is a tier one Adidas school basketball. Yes. Kansas tier one Adidas school basketball. So um, I found I found out who their top six is. It's Cincinnati. It. Who? I, interesting. Really? Yeah, they're in the tier okay. one. Yeah. Um, Kansas basketball, Notre Dame. I, I don't know what you consider that. I don't even think this might be old. Actually, this might be an old article. Is Notre Dame still Adidas? I don't, don't think remember. so. This is from 2013 actually. So this was yeah, very yeah. old. Um, I'm pretty sure that they're under armor. Yeah. I think they've switched since then. You might be right. I'm trying to find their top schools. I don't know where it would be, but like, I know like the elite programs used to be, I don't even know if Cincinnati's there anymore, actually. Yeah. So Notre Dame's Under Armour contract expires in uh, 2024. Okay. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I forget. Actually, you know, I might be wrong then. I don't know where to find this unless this is it. My made in March collection. I forget. This is from this is from 2015, man. I can't find a fucking a newer one whatsoever. But uh, it's it's mostly like schools like Kansas, like uh, NC State, Louisville, UCLA. It's all basketball related for Adidas. Yeah, and they're they're getting better. Don't get me wrong, they are. But I just don't know if you. Yeah, you can't really go for it if you're going to do that. Like, yeah. So here's probably what their tier one is, just from making inferences. Their tier one is probably. Indiana, Kansas, Louisville, Miami, Nebraska, Texas A&M, and Washington. That's probably their top six. Um, yeah. Rutgers, given who they're recruiting, especially in basketball, mm-hmm. given that they're getting five stars pretty regularly now, that's a very attractive situation for these apparel companies because, you know, realistically – you know, Ace Bailey is a lottery pick. If he doesn't get hurt, if his development continues, yeah. you want lottery picks in your apparel gear because you want those 
you know, they don't necessarily have, like nobody gets a, a signature shoe really out of college anymore. You have to kind of prove your, your, your muster there. Like LeBron got one out of college, but that was, you know, different time, different level of player. Um, but they want them in the pipeline to be the next superstar wearing their apparel gear. Now, I found one from 2021, December 2021. So mind you, number one overall apparel deal is Adidas and Louisville. Louisville is not football. It's all basketball. Number two is Nike and Ohio State. Kansas and Adidas. That's basketball related. Nebraska and Adidas, actually. But Nebraska's got a different a different uh, crowd. Like they literally just that, they have that entire state unlock. Like Yep. Did you see um, not to derail you? No, you're good. Nebraska and Creighton's women volleyball teams are playing a game in August. Playing a match, sorry, whatever they call okay. it. Yeah, what, uh, yeah, that sold out in like two days. I They're did playing see. in the football stadium. Yeah, eighty thousand plus people that's... for a Creighton Nebraska women's volleyball game. It's, the state of Nebraska match. is different, man. Built different. <laughs> Built different. Built corn, a hundred percent corn. Built different. I, I will say this: I never went out personally, but I know my uncles went out there for uh, for a Rutgers game. I believe it was. Um, he said honestly, the nicest people like you'll ever meet at a tailgate. Like he goes, I've never met so many welcoming football fans, and like just in general, just everyone was like, "Oh, come hang out with us! Like, come hang out with us!" And it's just like, I don't think you understand where we're from, people. Like. It's like you walk past someone's tailgate and you get a mean look in Jersey and it's like, fuck you, buddy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's completely different, but it just goes to show you like some of these NIL deals are kind of insane, but uh, yeah, this is a, uh, this is going to be interesting to see where Rutgers goes with this. They, they honestly, I don't care either way. I don't have a, a dog in this fight. I do think Nike is going to help them recruiting wise, but Adidas offers you tier one. You, you cannot say no. I don't think. No, you can't. Um, but it's going to be a negotiation. This is going to be, even though it doesn't seem that way, it's going to be one of the more important uh, negotiations uh, Pat Hobbs has as, as athletic director. Um, yeah, and you know, it just sounds like we might be having Pat Hobbs on in a month. We'll see. That's true. We have some master plan stuff that uh, hasn't been released, obviously, yet. But when, yeah. before they, they announce it, we'll, uh, we'll have the scoop for you guys. So stay yeah. tuned for that. For sure. It seems like we're the only pro Pat Hobbs pod out there. <laughs> pod, no, Sight. I'd say that everybody's pretty pro Pat Hobbs. We're not the only. We might be one of the only pro Pat Hobbs outlets. We should say. It that's seems like there's that. some yeah. some hate. That's not really fully. Uh, hate know, from outside the club, for, and you can't yeah. even get in. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think it's warranted, but we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Um. All right. Well. Thanks again for listening. Thanks once again to all of you who have rated and reviewed. There's been a huge surge, a tidal wave of reviews that we one. cannot thank you enough for. Uh, we don't have the most reviews yet, but we Yo, are well on our way. What did I we say are last well pod. on our way. What did I say last two pods ago? Get it yeah, together, it's... people. I need, I need a five <laughs> yeah. star just below. Hit the subscribe button. We're almost at 3K. As soon as I told you, 3K yeah. equals giveaway. <laughs> I don't know what the giveaway is yet. We're going to do like a year for the night report for somebody. We're going to do some kind of jersey giveaway. Um, I'm going to see if I can get someone a Brasswell Jaguars jersey because that would be unique, Ooh, that'd be I feel cool. like. Yeah. yeah. That'd be definitely interesting. So um, tons of giveaways, all kinds of stuff. Um, so figure it out, people. 
five star yeah. reviews, get us number one, get us to sub- 3,000 subscriptions. Honestly, I haven't checked in a while, so we might be there for all I know, but we are not there yet. Okay, close, but enough. we were close. Um, yeah, that's all I got 2.92. We're close, very close. All right, guys. Well, thank you once again for listening. This has been another edition of the Nightmare Podcast. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.